Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's president and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's chief outreach officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. In this special episode of CareCast, Roland and Vince interview Sue Fultz, author of Leading for Life, 10 Stories of God's Transformational Power. In this just-released book, Fultz shares the amazing God stories that have driven the leaders of the pro-life movement for decades. Let's listen in on Roland and Vince's interview with Sue. So, Roland, we have a special guest with us here today on the CareCast podcast here in the dead of winter here in the north. I don't know. Actually, we're not in the northeast. I don't know. I grew up in the northeast, so I always think. I don't don't know. I don't know where I don't know where you are, Vince. (laughs) (laughs) We're, We're, you know, Virginia. Uh, that's you know it's its own it's its own region it's not i mean it's is it the south is it the mid-atlantic yeah yeah. fair enough fair enough but it is winter nevertheless because we're in the northern hemisphere i know that at least that much Mm -hmm. i was a very good geography student so um so here we are and we have with us today um over zoom so she's not unfortunately here in the office with us but we have with us sue fultz who is the author of a brand new book called Leading for Life, 10 Stories of God's Transformational Power. Um, And this is just an amazing book with stories by people who have been working in the pro-life or the pro-abundant life movement for many, many years and have shared these really inspirational leadership-driven stories. And so we wanted to have a chat with Sue about our book. Let us tell us a little bit about it. Um, and then we'll make sure that folks have the information that they need in order to get their hands on this really powerful book. So, Roland, I'm going to let you sort of take it away from here and, uh, and ask Sue some questions about this, this great book. I will. I will. Thanks very much, Vince. Sue, uh, great to have you with us. We're delighted that you can join us to talk about the book and what, what kind of inspired you. So let's just start with that question. What really inspired you uh, to write the book in the first place? Well, in a sentence, it would be that I saw what God was doing in Pregnancy Center Ministry, and it was awesome. It was miraculous. I'd never seen his presence so evident and and miracles so evident. And also the heroes that were running these local centers. They were sacrificing everything in their life to be a part of that, and they were awesome. So between seeing what God was doing and how he was using people and their commitment and sacrifice, it was an amazing inspiration. And then I became a founding director of a pregnancy center where it really began back, sort of backtracking on that because I became the uh, founding director of a center and I saw firsthand how he brought resources and people and power and all that was needed to establish a pregnancy center. You didn't have to plan. He just, you just had to keep up with his plan and he, he made it happen. And it was a miraculous experience and then followed up by the CareNet experience of going into centers, um, it was just a story that had to be told. And I, mm. I got that thought in my head. It has to be told. That's great. Yeah. And just so folks know, you know, CareNet has a, a network of over 1,100 affiliated pregnancy centers around the country. And Sue is, is one of the, the consultants that works with our organization to help these pregnancy centers be the best that they can be doing the work uh, that they're doing. And so obviously, Sue, so you have a, just a ton of experience doing this kind of work, but I'd imagine that in writing this book, you might've come across some things that surprised you. Was there anything that surprised you while you were writing the book? There were, there were several things. 
first of all, I was surprised that God was going to allow me to do it. God and Karen were going to allow me to do it. So that was a, a wonderful surprise. But well, I knew that these stories and I kept running into them when it really came time to write the book. I didn't have a plan. I didn't know who was who God wanted in the book. And he just miraculously brought these amazing leaders, most whom I didn't even know. And some, even though I knew I didn't know their stories. So God put together the list of leaders. I, I think that he they were handpicked by God that he wanted in the book. And and then I was surprised that these leaders were s- such awesome people but they were humble and they trusted me with their stories, they, their intimate feelings and experiences. And I just felt this huge responsibility to get it right because they were so open and in sharing their stories. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I, the thing that comes to me that was a great surprise is that the book wasn't intended to be a history, but it became somewhat of a history of the pregnancy center movement. Mm-hmm. And, um, I could see God's hand moving across the time and, and uh, geographical locations. It was an awesome experience to see that. And then not planned, but providentially, I believe the book was finished and released um, in the year of Karenette's 45th anniversary. So that just, for my mind, it was just made it a history and it was a great surprise, a wonderful surprise. Mm, that's, great. That's, pretty, that's pretty cool. And and I and I think if my memory serves me correct, you you interviewed me for for the book as well, uh, and uh, it was a, a great opportunity for me to kind of share what led me uh, to this work. You know, it's interesting because you know recently I've been going through some of the old files and looking at some of the history and and uh, and some of the articles and letters and and board notes and things of that nature. Uh, that were there when when Karenet was founded as the Christian Action Council, and it just it, more and more I'm just kind of reminded how, you know, it's kind of a cliche to say, but it's the truth that we we really you know stand on the shoulders of of just giants, uh, giants in the faith, um, you know, particularly with you know Karenet's history, Sarah Coop, Francis Schaefer, Billy Graham, Harold O.J. Brown, just people like that who were uh, there from the very beginning, mobilizing and inspiring, um, you know, evangelicals and and Protestants specifically. Uh, around around the life issue, so uh, it is an amazing thing that you know that you had an opportunity to do. You know, wh- how do you, what do you think that God really would, was uh, taught you, or was teaching you, or revealing to you uh, during this process? I mean, did you have any sort of epiphany or aha moments as you were kind of working through the project or talking with some of the the leaders that you interviewed? I did. Um, God revealed the big picture to me. You know, when you're just doing your center or your job, you don't, you sort of lose sight of everything God is doing. And so interviewing those leaders painted the picture of the big picture of all that God was doing throughout the nation and, and throughout that history. And as the stories connected, it pictured God's story, mm-hmm. not just the stories of individual people, that he right. was writing the pro-life story. And we were just privileged and honored to be a part of it. And as he established that pregnancy center movement. And as I listened to the stories and the stories came together, um, I, I just was, it was so mind boggling to me that this is really God's story. You know, like the Bible has all the stories that, that make up the Bible, but at the same time, we know the Bible in those stories reveals himself. And I think that's what he's doing in our ministries in, in the pro-life movement. And, um, He's writing our story. If we can hold on to that, it gives such comfort and and power and strength to do what he calls us to do. Good. Amen. Yeah. So 
you know, one of the leaders that you wrote about in the book, Sue, uh, Pastor Andy Merritt, he actually passed away shortly after the book was uh, released. What do you remember about Andy that would be an encouragement to other leaders or folks reading the book? Oh, wow. What an amazing uh -huh. godly man um, Andy Merritt is. Uh -huh. Spirit-filled, just amazing, made a great impact on the pro-life movement with the 500 pregnancy centers that he established. And But that's really a great question because Andy's life was committed to encouragement. He wanted to encourage pro-life workers. He held that uh, free conference every other year to bring in pro-life workers just to encourage them, to give them a hero's welcome and care for them. And so that that's really a great question. But I think that if people see that his encounter with God, which was such an alive memory for him, he could hardly speak about it, that they, they can know that God wants to speak to them too. And they can be encouraged to seek that. And then his faithfulness for a lifetime of ministry that he never, never gave up in establishing those ref arcs of refuge for babies. His free conferences, again, were just a blessing to the whole nation. But most of all, and I remember the last words of his book, uh, his chapter, if I can read those, I think that is what he leaves all of us to encourage us. If that's okay, let me do yeah. that. It's a short paragraph, but I think it's... It's the legacy and the encouragement that he left for us. As hostility towards centers has increased, Andy believes God is seeking center workers who will trust completely in him. Andy is passionate about preparing centers to recognize how God is using the worsening storm of opposition to define and increase their ministry. He challenges pro-life workers, and this is a quote, do not retreat advanced as never before, regardless of the price, in spite of persecution, prepare to follow, honor, and suffer for Jesus. And I think that is a perfect word for the moment that we're in. Yeah. Actually, it reminds me of something that Roland often says. So I'm going to steal this from Roland for a moment, but there's a, a scripture that says the gates of hell shall not prevail against us, right? And, you know, gates, as Roland likes to say, don't move, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, so we we are the ones that are supposed to be advancing right on on those gates right exactly. um, not in a, being in a defensive posture so to speak and waiting for the gates to, to come to us right so, um, so that's a that's a great quote by Andy yeah absolutely and you're right you're right Sue it's it's very timely you know given you know some of the political changes that have happened that we've seen over over the last you know uh, month or so and just some of the folks who might be in position in the executive branch that really have, you know, antipathy towards the pregnancy center movement and uh, uh, specifically, not just the pro-life movement, but pregnancy centers in particular trying to, you know, shut them down or force them to uh, refer for abortions and things of that nature. So I think his words are uh, you know, very prescient and, 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 and really inspiring um, as I was hearing you say that, because that is absolutely the perspective that we need to have uh, going forward. So, you know, as we sort of get closer to the end here of, of our conversation, you know, what, what are you hoping um, the readers will take away from the book? I mean, if there's sort of a, a single thought or a single perspective related to it, what, what would you say that would be? Oh, a single thought. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> it's hard to, hard to put it into one single thought, but I, I will try to be brief. First of all, I've, I've repeated this several times, but I think knowing that God is writing the story gives us the courage to move forward and do what he's calling us to do and trust him for it. And then um, to recognize it's a high and holy calling. 
this is not about us. It's about God and about the way he loves us and loves these unborn babies and their families and that they don't have to be afraid. The book emphasizes the characteristics of these leaders and God gives those to the people he calls and he will give them to these emerging leaders and the present leaders. He wants has a mission to accomplish and he calls the ordinary people to do the extraordinary things that he desires to do. So they, can, they will, I hope they will boldly follow him, not be afraid, look ahead at whose, as you mentioned, shoulders they stand on and uh, see the flag that's going before them and follow that and carry on the mission that God has given the Pregnancy Center Ministries. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, that's great. And so the thing I wanted to close with, Sue, was, you, you know, you, your book is sharing God, you know, folks, God stories, right? But what's yours? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know. if I, How long do I have? <laughs> Two minutes? <laughs> sure. Uh... <laughs> Give us the elevator speech version. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no. However long, however long it takes. Oh, well, it's, it's probably long, and I'll try to make it short. It, it is long. But um, I grew up in a home of six kids and loving parents and um that that became my dream i just wanted to get married and have babies and and serve the lord i became christian early so that that was my whole dream i got married at 17 right out of high school and within a year was pregnant and had my first child my only child as it turned out and um she was born with a birth defect the doctors told us that she was blind that she could not move her body correctly, that she couldn't hear, and they questioned her cognitive abilities, and that we probably should put her in a home. So it was a very dire diagnosis and very devastating. But of course, we weren't going to put her in a home, and and people began to pray for her. And over a period of time, actually in four months, we knew she could see a little bit of bright colors. And uh, over the period of her life, to shorten us really a lot, God healed her. She's still, uh, she's amazing. She cheerleaded and uh, ran track in high school and college. She was valedictorian of her college class. She excelled in everything she tried just to dispute the diagnosis. She became, God healed her in a miraculous way. Um, but I had a couple miscarriages and the doctor recommended that I should adopt. So I adopted a little boy, 10 days old, um, which became uh, the joy, a joy of my life. And so the, my dream was gone because then my marriage ended. So everything that was in that original dream kind of changed. <laughs> and, um, but along the way, I just developed this heart for um, serving in the pro-life movement. I, my, my heart broke because of abortion. And so that became a new dream for me to just serve God that way. But I didn't really know how to do it. I wrote letters. I made phone calls. I prayed. I cried. I talked about it. But none of that really made much difference until I discovered a care in that pregnancy center. And mm-hmm. I was able to volunteer there while I was working somewhere else. But um, in that experience, God kept the, the call alive to me that I needed to serve him in pregnancy center ministry. So my husband's a pastor. We moved to a new town. Knew no one there. But and what I would consider a profound call from God to follow that, that dream to start um, working in pro-life. Proverbs 31.8, God mirac- miraculously spoke to me in that. And it says, 
uh, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, those who are destined to die. Mm -hmm. And that was my call. And so not knowing anybody, not having any resources, not really having a lot of experience, um, went to work to start a pregnancy center. And God did miraculous things. He just, I, I wish I had time to share what he did, but it was amazing how he brought the resources, um, buildings that people would call and say, you can put your center here if, if you have um, whatever you can pay. So piece by piece, furniture, people, money, uh, we eventually started within five years, a um, satellite center. We could not keep up with God. He just kept pouring blessing on blessing on blessing. When I left there, I called Karenette and I didn't, I would, God, I think I got a guided thought, said I might be able to do uh, consulting work and training with Karenette. I called Karenette and it was at the time that they were um, dividing the country into regions so that consultants could, would live in a region that they served. And so she told me, Sue, we are dividing the country into regions. The only region that doesn't have a consultant in it is the region that has Kentucky in it. So she and I both recognize that as God's hand. So to, we trained, um, trained on job training. I went to, came to Virginia and got some training and just had found the place God was leading me to. I was blessed beyond my words to be able to, to work with the Karenet staff. Still am. Love you guys. Um, to visit these centers, go on site in my region at that time and now at, across the country. It was beyond my imagination how God was working in my life right. and where he's brought me to at this time. This may be a Kentucky saying, but, you know, there's a, a saying I heard that uh, if you see a turtle on a fence post, you know, it didn't get there by, your, by itself. So I, <laughs> I feel like I'm the turtle on the fence post. God is just taking control of my life. And here I am. And I'm so grateful. Wow. So That's great. That's great. Well, we're, we're delighted that you are doing this with Karenette and doing the work that you, you've been doing for so many years. And we definitely want to make sure folks know how to get your book. You can get the ebook version of that, the Kindle edition on amazon.com by just searching Leading for Life by Sue Fultz, F-U-L-T-Z. So again, that's amazon.com. That is the Kindle version. Now, if you want a print version of that. Which that of course can... I do. <laughs> yes, right. of course. <laughs> so if you want a print version of the book you can go uh, actually to carenet's website uh you can go to its store.care-net.org and that's where you can actually order a print version of leading for life by sue fultz so we really encourage folks who are interested in leadership who are interested in the pro-life movement who are interested in just seeing the amazing things that god does in folks lives to, to get this book it's it's really inspirational thank you so much sue for all you you do for, for Karenet, for the cause for life, uh, and just the many, 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 many people uh, that you've ministered to over the years. Uh, you, you probably can't even keep track of it, but God knows. And so we, we thank you uh, for your faithfulness uh, to that call. Well, I appreciate it. It's been a joy to work for Karenet, and I really appreciate God bringing um, you guys to Karenet. It's, it's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this special episode of CareCast. To purchase Sue Fultz's book, Leading for Life, you can visit Amazon.com for the Kindle edition, or you can visit store.care-net.org to purchase the print edition. For even more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. 
There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.